There aren't many faces people are excited to see first thing in the morning before they've even had their coffee. But the McDonald's drive through workers who take your order on the way to work have almost all of those faces. Because nothing brings more joy in the morning than a 99 cents any size iced coffee. Pair it with a glazed full apart donut for a truly great morning. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Only available until 11 a.m. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the WIM Podcast. Women in Influencer Marketing, or WIM for short, is a first-of-its-kind exclusive networking group made up of inspirational women. This podcast is where we explore influencer marketing, advertising trends, and get real about women in business. Our mission is to network, to foster leaders within this exciting industry, and to share information to make our work stronger. That's where this podcast comes in. We'll bring you fresh perspectives on timely topics facing the industry from expert voices in the space. Find us wherever you download podcasts. And of course, you can always find us at IamWim.com. That's IamWim.com. Hello, everyone. Um, thank you so, so much for tuning in as always. Um, yeah, I just wanted to pop on real quick and uh, just tell you guys how grateful I am for you. Um, it's it's for me and how supportive you guys have been over the last, I don't know, really like six years that women has been around. But you know, things have really ramped up in the past uh, like six months or so as I'm personally doing this and only this. <laughs> um, and I was so nervous to do it. Um, and this, of course, just being whim and everything that is whim. Um, anyways, I'm like, I was so nervous to do it, guys. I it was a huge decision in my life and um, I could go in one direction or this direction um, and uh, I just felt like there was so much unfinished business with whim if I chose elsewhere. So um, here I am and pretty much living the dream, being able to like support all of you incredible women by like connecting you with each other and sharing resources and just like constantly wanting this group to be everything that you need it to be to be able to see you guys succeed and thrive and um it's just such uh it's such a blessing I'm not I'm not a particularly religious person but like I don't know how else to describe it um so many people have been so overwhelmingly supportive and um, just like gracious in um, just just sharing that with me. Um, I, I'm so much of a, I consider myself like an over communicator. <laughs> um, but I don't know, I find like a lot of people in this world aren't either they don't know how to communicate so well, or they're just not comfortable with it or like a number of different things. But um, I don't know, I feel like my like, lack of faith in humanity sometimes because I'm like very skeptical about certain things having been burned like it sounds so cheesy to say but you guys have truly given me like faith in people again um I feel like someday I'm gonna have to talk on this podcast about like the crazy business shit that I've been through in the past couple years um but it really um 
it really changed me. Holy shit. Um, But it also just, I don't know, it made me question so many things and just not really trust people um, so much. And um, I'm just here to say thank you Um, as I like sit here in my apartment like looking out the window and it's like beautiful and sunny and springtimey <laughs> and um I've just been like chatting with our members like all morning um and everyone's doing well everyone's supporting each other I don't know I'm just like if everything in my life happened so that I could be here and doing what I love and being able to like help people genuinely and like make a difference and just like connect incredible women with each other so they can establish their own awesome relationships like I feel like it it feels like it's been worth it um and also just want to thank you for being so gracious with each other I mean I can't tell you how often I hear like oh my god I connected with this person she's so cool last week someone sent me a message of just a photo and it was like one of our other members and she was like I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are out together. Like they're just catching up, getting brunch. I didn't even know that they knew each other. I I, like they're obviously connected through whim. Um, It's the coolest thing. I always felt like this in my personal life. Like I would love my birthdays um, because I would, you know, invite friends of mine to dinner who were like from different circles in my life. And like I always had the coolest like outcome of that was that like a couple weeks later I'd see on social media that like they were hanging out and I'm like oh my gosh like I like I love that you guys get along like you're obviously friends of mine so I would hope that you would get along and now you're establishing your own relationship I think that's the coolest thing and it it feels similar like it feels similar to that in whim um Anyways, you might hear me be a little extra sentimental these days because like I'm in such a good headspace uh, and I really hope you guys are too. And if you're not, please talk to me. Um, I I want to help and I love connecting with you guys one-on-one. I truly do. People are like, oh, you must be so busy or you must be this, that, the other. And I'm like, I mean, I am like we all are, but it's a nice break in my day when I get to connect with you guys. So um never hesitate to reach out. I'm always online, (laughs) as I'm sure you are too. Um, So anyways, uh, this episode, it's with a woman named Jordan, who is with Electrify PR. I got connected with her through another great Facebook group that I'm in. I want to shout this one out. It's called PR Zars, like C-Z-A-R-S. Um, I had heard about it years ago. Um, it's a Facebook group that I pay to be in. I know Wim is one of those as well. Uh, it's pretty invaluable. It's a great Facebook community of like PR professionals. So if you haven't heard of it, definitely check it out. Um, but I was connected with her because I was looking for somebody who does PR but like has a real grasp on the influencer marketing space, right? Um, And so 
Jordan and I connected and uh, I've since referred her to some other people who have also been super, super pleased with her work and like her real, like really solid understanding of the influencer space and like the nuances of it. One cool thing that I do want to mention is that she is offering our members of Whims Collective um, a special promotion. So this has been on our site for months. Um, So this isn't new to this conversation, but I just wanted to like draw your attention to it. So if you go on our website, IamWim.com, and you log in, go to the top picks section, and she is listed there as one of our, um, under the PR section. Um, And she's absolutely one of my top picks. And she's even providing a promotion for our collective members. So definitely check that out. The link to that, I'll just drop it in the show notes. um, So you can just go directly there. But remember, in order to see the promotion, you do have to be a member of the collective. So just log in and um, you'll be able to see it right away. So um, she doesn't need to be offering discounts. (laughs) She doesn't. She just really thinks the group is badass and I think she's a badass so I was really excited to have her um, join the conversation today so ugh, like this conversation the audio is like not as great as I wanted it to be I had my microphone has been we've been I've been trying to update some things on my computer to make things run a little bit better um, and it was totally my bad that my microphone wasn't connected properly so I think I was using my computer mic anyways you can hear everything that we're saying but I'm a little bit of a perfectionist when it comes to the audio in our podcast and it's not really up to my standards but I encourage you to just listen a little bit more intently as you can hear the great conversation that we had because the content, the content is just as good. Um, All right, guys, I'm going to leave you here. Enjoy our conversation together. Um, If you do enjoy this podcast, which I hope that you do, um, we ask that you leave a review, leave five stars, share the podcast, um, and also like let us know who you want to hear on the podcast. Let us know, do you want to hear more interviews? Do you want to hear more like thoughts on specific topics? Do you want to learn more on the podcast? I want to make it what you want it to be. So um, DM me at I am Wim on Instagram and let me know that you listen to the podcast so I could thank you because I love our podcast listeners and let us know what you want to hear. All right, guys, enjoy this episode. Introduce yourself to everybody. Tell everyone a little bit about you and about the work that you that you do. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm Jordan. Uh, I'm the founder and CEO of Electrify PR and uh, appreciate you all taking the time to listen to me today and Jesse for having me on. Um, so Electrify PR is a jack of all, all trades. You know, we're a public relations influencer marketing and really a brand building agency and consultancy. You know, we're mostly working with dynamic startups and, you know, companies that are really innovating and doing cool things that are impacting the world and impacting, you know, how we live our lives. Um, I got my background working in the agency space um, and then moved in-house, but, you know, I've worked with brands ranging from Timex to Men's Health to Guilt Group. And I, you know, luckily I've had a good sort of, 
you know, 11 years of experience in different verticals um, and kind of been able to see how the industry has evolved and shifted and adapted to that. Um, so anyway, uh, thanks again, Jesse, and looking forward to our conversation. Same. Um, what a good preview. And thank you for that. So let's just dive into it. I've got so many questions. So like, let's just jump into it. So I want to talk briefly, let's just start with like common PR misconceptions, because I feel like it's important for everybody to sort of like wrap their head around that. My first question for you is, what do you think should be the goal of hiring a PR professional in the first place? Yeah, that that's a great uh, intro. You know, I think I'll start off with that question. And, you know, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that PR will immediately impact sales. And the bigger KPI is really exposure and positioning your brand in, in terms of messaging, because eventually, you know, if the campaign does well, and if you have a good relationship with your PR agency, sales should come in organically, but it isn't necessarily the number one goal because that is more of an advertising play. So, you know, it's, it's important to understand that going in because you want to be able to really see the value as a couple of different goals. Number one, Again, getting your brand out there, getting people talking about it, getting people posting about it on social, getting people excited about it. And, and, you know, one of the biggest ways to achieve that is not just hiring a PR firm and expecting magic to happen. It's a two-way street. And I think that's another misconception that people might have is, you know, I'm going to hire a PR firm and all of a sudden I'm going to be in the New York Times tomorrow. (laughs) It's a, it's a, it's a longer term play and one that requires kind of a back and forth and a two part relationship where you're really working together actually um, in tandem to kind of come up with a strategy, look at what else is happening in the world and how your brand fits into that and also how it's innovating and then to deploy that strategy to the media. But, you know, I think you, people have to, that are getting into the PR should understand that it's not going to happen overnight and that it, if you're successful, you should see sales, but that's not the number one goal. Can the number one goal be different for each business or like, how would you describe what that number one goal generally is? Yeah. And I think you're, you're totally, that's actually a really good point. It's definitely unique to different businesses. You know, some really, you know, if they have an app, they really want to drive app downloads, other people, they want people to kind of just be more aware of their brand. Some people have a specific event they're throwing soon or a big launch, but it, yeah, I think that's another thing about hiring a PR professional is kind of going in to have that conversation from the get-go so that the PR agency can work with you to come up with a plan that aligns with that specific goal. And, you know, it's definitely different sometimes per, per the client. So, okay. An entrepreneur, let's create a scenario. <laughs> an entrepreneur hires you tomorrow. Um, what should they expect and what shouldn't they expect? Yeah. So the way it typically works is, you know, I always have kind of a kickoff call. First, I just have an initial call to really see what their, as you mentioned, what their goals are, what they're looking to get out of the PR um, relationship and what they have coming up, you know, 
in terms of do they have new product launches? Are they working with a celebrity? Do they have a partnership coming up? Or is that something that they want to work with a PR professional to devise a strategy against um, and brainstorm? And, you know, once we kind of discuss what the partnership will look like, we, you know, get on a kickoff call and kind of, it's almost like an information dump. And that's another important piece of the, the equation. You know, it, it might seem like, you know, it could be annoying to overload the PR person with information, but it's super helpful that this P, a PR professional is a basically like an in-house member of your team. The more that I would say the company can treat a PR agency or publicist as a member of their team, the better off it will be because um, they want to know as much as they can about the company, the company's mission, the company's goals, um, how the company operates, what's the culture like, because that only helps them kind of tell the story to the media because you want to make sure they're crystal clear on that verbiage and how to create messaging that and pitching, you know, how are they going to kind of position the brand in the best way possible? Yeah. And I think that like, when I think of what type of work it encompasses, like it is, it's so much about the story that you're looking to tell. So like, what does your process look like for strategizing about you know, the different stories to tell, when to tell it to, like who to tell it to, like what does that process look like behind the scenes? And, you know, I think, and that sort of goes into our next seven ingredients for success, but I think we can kind of get started on that. I think one of the things I wanted to chat about today is there are a couple of different pillars. Now it's not a, it's certainly not a one size fits all. I'm not saying that if you get one of these things, you're going to get PR, but there are certain ingredients, I think, for PR success that I've kind of learned have been more successful. So um, to get started, this is not necessarily super unique, but access to celebrities and notable talent, um, whether that is, it doesn't even only have to be a celebrity, but, you know, one of... um, my favorite clients of Shine Talent Group. Um, we worked together, we've worked, been working together on the BodCon, which is the first ever virtual body confidence conference. And one of the reasons I think we were able to get such great press, um, landing 24 placements, including Forbes, E-Online, People, et cetera, is because the conference cultivated a really great, diverse um, group of talent ranging from celebrities such as Hunter McGrady and Jamil Jamil, but also actually just people doing really great things in the body confidence space that um, are influencers. And we were able to leverage them for interviews, which really got the message across of the BodCon in a more organic way, I think, than just saying, we're doing a conference and you should go. Like we were able to get exclusive quotes via these interviews to each outlet and outlets love exclusives. So that's another thing like media outlets want exclusive content. They don't just want to feature, although the press release quote can get them interested. Ideally, they like to have their own content. So it's really great to leverage that. And that's a a tactic that is any startup. If you're thinking about PR, you know, think about who you can tap and leverage do you have a really cool investor that's been investing in other great startups? Do you have, you know, if you're in wellness, 
is there a nutritionist that you can tap to be a spokesperson? If you're in fitness, can you leverage your tr the trainers that are part of your fitness startup? If you're in fashion, you know, is one of the designers, did they have an interesting story? So it's, it's a lot about thinking about human interests. You know, it's not just product, 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 promotion, promotion, promotion. People want an emotion, emotion over promotion. Um, I just made that up, but it sounded kind of good. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, you want to think of like, as a journalist, they're getting bombarded with hundreds of pitches a day. What's actually like what it's called service journalism. So like what service are they offering to their reader? You know, are there advice and tips and tricks? Are there, you know, is there a human interest story? And so th I think that that's just an important tactic is like looking at the people that make up the brand people involved in the brand and anyone you can tap externally to help that maybe be a little sexier. Um, so yeah, that, that's one piece and I, and I can continue. But. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. And I mean, look, we're in the influence, like we're in the influencer space, right? So, I mean, one thing that I appreciate about you is that like, you don't just approach this work from like, a, a, as being a generalist in a generalist publicist. <laughs> like I, I know that you have specific experience and wherewithal in the influencer space in particular. And I think like, A, I'm all about uh, like any business person who's going to sort of like niche down. I just think it's really a smart decision to do for your own business. But um relevant to whim and the people that are, are listening in right now, of course, like they're all in the influencer space. So like, you know, ingredients for PR success, does that look different in the influencer space at all? Or is that, or are they pretty much the same? Yeah. And I think in the, you know, influencer space, so I, you know, do influencer marketing for, uh, to my clients in the sense of booking, you know, contracting influencers um, to, you know, bring life to, to, to different brands. Um, but, you know, if you're an influencer marketing agency looking for PR, I think it's a little bit more of a business play unless you have, you're doing kind of consumer facing like events, conferences, and partnerships like the BodCon. But there's also the expertise element, and this is sort of applicable in multiple different industries. So, you know, it's sort of like expert commentary is, is a way to explain it. And that means, again, in, in a lot of these articles, they want commentary, meaning quotes from people on whatever topic they're writing about to substantiate their claims, these journalists. So if you're writing a story on, you know, different happenings in the social media space, like Instagram hiding their likes or, you know, um, what's been happening with Clubhouse, in introducing a tipping feature, for example, if you can position the CEO or the co-founders or, you know, as experts in that space, you can garner press via interviews or just submitting email commentary on happenings. So that's a, a great way to kind of showcase thought leadership. Um, another way is, you know, in, this is a, a play I do sometimes. It can help if you have, I think, a really unique perspective, op-eds. Um, you can submit an op-ed to different publications. Um, and the other thing is TV, you know, similar to the sort of expert commentary, that opportunities could lead to business shows like Cheddar, Yahoo Finance, um, 
sometimes have people on to talk about larger events happening. So one of you know the important things as in any PR professional is to always keep uh, you know know what what is happening in the world. Look at the news all the time. Like if you see a hot topic or something new happening, you know you have to be on the ball so you can try to position your client to talk about it or, you know, just develop good relationships with the people writing those stories so that you can say, look, if you ever need, if you ever need commentary, if you never need someone to provide a quote quickly, I'm here, I'm a girl. Um, So that's sort of another piece of it, just sort of maintaining that communication with the proper media. Well, I can imagine because a lot of these things that are like news stories, essentially, I can assume like something pops up where some new feature is launched and like they need a quote, you know, in five minutes, like, or what feels like yeah. that, right? So it's really about like establishing those relationships and knowing that they can rely on you and knowing that like, you're just like an expert. So um, yeah, I love that. I think that's so, it's just so relevant. Um, and so what if you are um, somebody who wants to get into those things, um, but maybe doesn't feel qualified or is having like imposter syndrome or, you know, just like very <laughs> real things? Like, what do you suggest to some clients um, that maybe they see the benefits of PR, but um, they're a little bit gun shy about doing it for themselves? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's just about practice. You know, I've dealt with clients that are very nervous about doing TV and podcasts and things like that and others that love it and and sort of. CareerBuilder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job, the skills you bring to work. And CareerBuilder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits, jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep? Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com. Really welcome that. And I think it's it's just practice because I, we're actually at a, it's a unique time right now that a lot of these are virtual opportunities, meaning there's a little less of the flashing lights blinding you um, in this TV studios. And um, so it's a little, it's a little easier to enter that space at at this time. Um, But, you know, I think, you know, as long as you are working, if you're working with a PR person, they'll usually, they can help you if you're nervous and kind of guide you and do practice run if needed. But it all depends on the client and who who it is, because some people are are kind of already in the equipped and and know their stuff and don't need that kind of prep. Others have never done it before. And, you know, that's definitely service I offer and many publicists do of sort of practicing for these opportunities and making sure they're, they're, you know, feeling good about it. And so like, who's the, who is the ideal client for you, right? Because I feel like you are in a point in your career when you can be somewhat selective. And, you know, I think that you've got all these great connections and like, what do you, what type of company or person works best with what you have to offer in particular? I mean, I will say I'm a bit of a, I, I mean, I'm a bit of a, I can do, I can do a lot. I hate, I don't, I'm not trying to toot my horn, but like I, I do go into different categories, but I love the wellness space personally. However, I have done tech, I've done entertainment, you know, retail kind of done it all, but that's just, that's just me. I, I, I think as long, 
any company and any client for me is worthwhile as long as they're truly differentiated and doing things that I think are considered forward thinking to the world. And I know that sounds like a tall ask. It doesn't have to be like they're inventing the next, the cure for cancer, but you know, I think there has to be a unique element that sets it apart from other products or um, services in the space. And I think before a company approaches a PR professional or agency, they should know what those differentiation points are. Because if they don't know, then my job's going to be really hard because that's not news. You know, if you're doing what everyone else is doing, then how is that news? You know, so and that's why, you know, you can try to align yourself perhaps with other brands that are doing cool things to kind of give yourself a little more excitement if, if needed. But um, I think PR is very similar, I'd say to almost like, I, I'm not a financial expert, but if you're pitching an investor, you know, it's, or if you're, even if you're pitching a retailer, you're pitching, so it's the same. I always ask for those decks um, because usually people are outlining those elements about their brand in those presentations. And those are important things for PR people to have. You know, we want to know, we want to know what we can sell to the media, essentially. Um, not exactly selling, but, you know, like communicate. So I think that it's, it's important for companies to go into a conversation with PR professional, just really knowing what is unique and what's differentiated about what they're doing and understand that that's important for PR success. No, no, I, I appreciate that. I think that like most things in life, it's a lot about timing. And I think that there's a, a premature time to necessarily connect with you. I mean, you want to work as efficiently and, you know, as best as possible. So I, I love that call out. And so for somebody who's listening in today and is like, I want to get to that point where it's the right time to work with someone just like Jordan, what would you suggest that they can do to start today to better set themselves up for PR success? Yeah, um, I, I would say, you know, identify, you know, newness in a sense, like if you're a new app or a new product or a new brand, um, then in your launching, that's a story. But if you've been around, you know, think of like, what can I what can I do to potentially create news? And, and that's a conversation you can have also with PR, but, you know, are you trying to enter new retailers? For example, are you, will you be in target soon? Because that's a story. Are you going to be partnering with another somewhat aligned parallel brand on a capsule collection? Um, do you have, you know, a conference like CES that you can be a part of where you could use a PR professional to amplify your presence there. Are you creating your own conference? Are you, you know, um, for another example, if you're like a nutrition oriented brand, hiring a nutritionist to speak on um, topics aligned with your product is a great way to get a PR presence, for example. Um, One of my clients, Freshbit, which is an AI-powered visual diet diary app, meaning it's kind of a way to track your food and your water and exercise intake, um, started by a Google product manager. And, you know, 
one of the ways we've immediately gotten that that app off the map on the map is we we I came up with the strategy of hiring a nutritionist who is commenting on articles um, related to nutrition and you know in her title it's mentioned she's a nutrition consultant for for, for fresh bit so um, you know there are ways to there there are multiple tent poles but I would say just try to think um, outside of the box. And I would say, make sure that you're not expecting things like too soon, because that's, you're not going to get a ton of PR in just a month. You know, you need to give it a little bit of time. And it's not to say you're not going to get it in a month. But I, you know, I personally think there's a lot more value in a longer term engagement with a brand, um, because then I can kind of uncover new opportunities as the time goes on, but also, you know, kind of make new relationships as the time goes on, come up with new ideas and kind of, it gives the brand more of a chance, I would say, to succeed. Well, I appreciate that. I think that that's a really great advice and like it's, it's relationship building, right, as well. So that takes time. And, um, and I'd love to also talk a little bit about like an edit calendar. So I know you mentioned that it's something that's important in this conversation. So tell everybody listening a little bit about editorial calendars and um, how they should be thinking about that. Yeah. So I brought up an editorial calendar because what that really means is um, especially relevant for product related brands. Um, There is a sort of cycle of gift guides and product roundups that happen um, every year throughout the year. And one of the things I always do is preempt those roundups because, and I'll just kind of give some examples. So starting with the end of the year is the holiday gift guide season. So you'll notice many roundups and magazine features on holiday gift guides, but actually journalists work on that as early as six months in advance for long lead, meaning for magazines, for short lead, meaning uh, print, you know, digital and, you know, things that are coming out once a a day or weekly, that's even happening in the fall. So, you know, PR professional and related, a company needs to prepare their product kind of lineup to have, give that PR professional the information about what's coming up um, in the pipeline so they can communicate that with press. And then, you know, Valentine's Day, then we have International Women's Day, then we have Mother's Day, we have um, Pride coming up, I'm really excited about. Um, We have, you know, Father's Day, gifts for grads. We also just have the Super Bowl and we have Oscars. So it's, it's like, it's also how can your brand align with that? You know, if I don't, you know, if you're a fashion brand, it's a lot different too, because I think there's, there's more seasonality, there's fashion week, you know, you fall and you have a spring, you have resort. So that's a whole other ballgame as well. But the point of the editorial calendar is that as long as you are working with the PR professional to say, how can I, you know, give you the tools to approach the media because of all these roundups coming up? Not to mention sales have become a huge play, um, meaning Memorial Day sales, Columbus Day sales, uh, Labor Day. 
there are multiple roundups of sales happening from companies. So it's important as a company to think, work with that person and say, um, here's a calendar of what we're doing. How can you leverage that? Or we don't have that calendar yet. What do I need to know as we pump out the product pipeline um, so that we can secure inclusion potentially in those roundups? I just, I so appreciate us talking about this because I mean, especially the people listening to this conversation, like we mostly think about an editorial calendar in terms of the influencers themselves, right? But like this whole conversation is about that you are also an influencer in your own right. And that, you know, you deserve uh, that focus as well, because like you are also, you know, let's say you're a talent manager, you know, your business can get more notoriety and yourself as a thought leader and all of these really important things to be able to amplify you and your company. Um, And it's nothing different than what an influencer does in terms of like an editorial calendar. Um, Are there any specific tight like tools out there that you normally suggest in order to like help facilitate an editorial calendar? Yeah, so from a long lead standpoint, meaning the magazines, they actually um, have those available online. Um, And that's more for advertising purposes, but it actually, you can use it for uh, pitching purposes because they kind of outline the topics of each month. And that's actually helpful from a digital standpoint too, because it's somewhat similar. Back to school is always gonna be the same time. You know, Pride is always the same time. International Women's History Month or International Women's Black um, History Month. And so I think it's it's also really important for social tying back to the influencer um, and social conversation too. You know, you also wanna make sure that you're um, kind of pairing up social with PR. Because if you are promoting, you know, anything pride related or um, holiday related, you know, it's all happening. It's all happening in tandem. It's happening online. It's happening on social. It's happening, you know. So you want to be, as any startup is, you know, scrappy, but it's important to kind of make sure everyone's communicating about what the campaigns they're doing because you want to make sure that you're leveraging these timeframes in all ways. And you need to back into those things. I think that a lot of what I'm hearing is about preparing for those moments in time. Um, And so having an editorial calendar to be able to plan for is so key. Um, So I'm, I'm glad that that's one of the topics we got to dive into today. I think it's super important and I appreciate you um, bringing that up. So we, I also wanna dive into another topic, um, how to get new clients. I think that's something that is certainly a goal um, of certain uh, companies that get into uh, working with publicists. That's definitely a goal. So. Um, what are some of the smartest, more efficient, more creative, perhaps, ways to use PR to get new business? Yeah, and I think this just goes to say uh, what I was talking about earlier, which is leveraging your PR, like not just on social, which is very important to do, but I think leverage it on your website. Lever- and a lot of people do that, but 
you know, it's important to use PR to help your business grow in a sales presentations. When you're at a conference, you can say, as mentioned in X or showcase some of the logos. Um, you know, if you're talking to investors, it, it, PR that's, and that sort of ties back to my initial point of it's not just sales because um, it's really a, a credibility play. You know, you want to show that you're not just a nobody, not that you're not a nobody can get PR, but I'm just saying um, it, it kind of turns you into a, your company into a somebody. And, and that's because if, uh, if media outlets are endorsing or even just writing about your company, that, that means that there's some, there's value that you're producing in this world. So, um, and another thing is, you know, I would just say one of the ways I've gotten clients too, which I find interesting is you can go to your network going back to when you were a kid. Like I have people from high school I've worked with. I have people from summer camp, you know, and that sort of applies to any startup. Don't just think of the current, like tap back into your network from way back when. And maybe there are people doing really interesting things now that you didn't realize that could be interesting for your business. Maybe there's someone doing another startup in the same space that you could network with and learn from, or maybe there's a partnership opportunity or retail opportunity. So just always think of what all of the avenues, and I think social media, especially, you know, obviously people that are adept in social media, like that your group uh, will know that it helps a lot in growing business. And that is as simple as just trying to, you know, you don't want to overdo it and kind of, uh, you know, always be posting about yourself and stuff like that. But networking, it's as simple as a DM these days. It's as simple as a tweet. It's, it's LinkedIn. Don't be afraid to just LinkedIn request people that could be beneficial to you. Um, Facebook groups like you, the whim group is fantastic. Um, and think of, you know, unique social clubhouse is a great way for networking now. So we have these new tools that can kind of make it easier to generate business. And I think, you know, there are, you could also utilize sometimes there are nice quotes in the articles themselves that can be utilized in these materials, um, not just the logos. So if there, if the article mentions something great, you know, you can leverage that. Um, but I would say, you know, it kind of just, my biggest advice in terms of getting clients and also um, getting out there is look at all the avenues, not just one, because it's like, the more kind of spaghetti throw on the wall, the better luck you'll have in kind of growing your business. And like this is so similar to like other circumstances where you just need one or two yeses, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you try all of it. It is, some of it is so much a numbers game. Um, and I mean, look, you could, you're preaching to the choir here about networking. So I will always say that, you know, you should utilize your network first and foremost before trying to um, connect with people that you don't know, right? Because it just seems like such a, uh, an easier play in some instances because those relationships have 
have already begun to be cultivated. Um, and it should be a two-way street where um, you're each able to leverage each other. And there's certainly value propped in, in both directions. Um, so 100%, I love that you said that. And it just sounds like a more creative way to approach it. It's like, it isn't just, and, and I appreciate that that's how you are approaching all of this work, it sounds like. That like, I'm going to figure out if I could put like two squares together and like a third on top <laughs> and see what it looks like and do it my way and, um, and, and utilize all different avenues in order to get what I want. Um, another question that I have for you is like, so for those thinking that this sounds like something that they want to invest in because it is absolutely an investment in their company and themselves, um, what what sort of time frames are realistic to manage everybody's expectations, like um, in, in terms of seeing some results? And then also with you know, how long of an engagement should they they can they should wrap their heads around? Like how long should that engagement be with you? Yeah, so I think six months is really the sweet spot, um, you know, because it's not that you're not, not going to get them until six months, you, you know, I typically can get them within the first and second months, but um, I think it's more of a way to, again, have that PR professional be an integral part of your team overall versus just a vendor, because when you are able to kind of tell that story from a longer term standpoint, I think, A, you can uncover more opportunities, but also you build the relationships with the media more. And even if you had those existing media relationships with which I do, you know, you're now working with a different brand. So they want to kind of get more familiar. If you're an expert providing commentary, you know, they, they will know that if you provide good commentary and want to come back to you. And so if, you know, and again, this editorial calendar, there are multiple touch points throughout the year to activate um, just based on what's already happening and as well as what your company is doing. And you're, I, it's totally understandable. Some companies want to quote unquote test it out, but at the end of the day, um, it's worthwhile to, you know, have a long-term engagement. And it's not even that long-term. I know other, other PR firms require a year, but I know that with startups, I think six months is usually kind of a nice way to still get that um, entrenchment of, of the PR professional without, um, you know, it's sometimes hard to do a full year as a starting emerging company. So that that's understandable. Definitely. But like in an ideal situation, do you think that it's smartest to have an engagement with a publicist year round as like, a regular part of the team, essentially? Um, or is it something where it's like, no, like, let's like infuse a little bit in of that into your business, like once a year? What it would like, what's the approach? Like, what's the cadence? Yeah, I definitely think if you if you do a year, that's even better. Because, you know, it also if you have media that is familiar with the company, you know, you want to be having these constant conversations. And if you drop off and then come back, it's not as easy to have that same cadence. So I think it's, yeah, I, I would agree with you that um, six months, two years, definitely is good. Well, and I, I like a lot of it is just like generating that buzz. Um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's really an exciting conversation. I, I feel like a lot of our members 
Um, I know how incredible they are and all the work that they're doing and not enough people do. And I feel like as women, it's an interesting conversation, right? Like we don't want to be too loud, too proud, too this, too that. And there's like this fear or something that we should be about the, like only about the work. Um, and I, I transparently, I think that's bullshit. You know, I think that we should absolutely, um, be selling ourselves all day, every day and have as many people know about the incredible things that you're doing, because like, that's part of why you're doing it. So you can help more people so you can reach more people. Um, and I think it's important to just keep that in mind. So I'm so appreciative of you coming on today. Um, thank you so, so much. It's been such a pleasure. So anything you want to leave, um, anyone listening with before we, before we go? No, I mean, I think this was a great conversation and, and, you know, so appreciative of you doing these amazing clubhouse chats and podcast episodes and having me on, um, really appreciate it. And, uh, if anyone has any questions, don't hesitate to email me. It's going to be a long thing to spell out. <laughs> so I think just shoot me a DM at, at electrify underscore PR. And I would love to continue the conversation. Um, and yeah, I mean, open to any questions you might have about PR um, following this and hopefully we'll make some new connections. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we got to have you back. Check out our website for more ways to get involved, including all the information you need about joining our collective. You can check out all the information at IamWim.com. That's IamWim, double I, dot com. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review, a rating. But the most important thing that we could ask you to do is to share this podcast. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Tune in next week. There aren't many faces people are excited to see first thing in the morning before they've even had their coffee. But the McDonald's drive through workers who take your order on the way to work have almost all of those faces. Because nothing brings more joy in the morning than a 99 cents any size iced coffee. Pair it with a glazed full apart donut for a truly great morning. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Only available until 11 a.m. Charles didn't have just any coronary artery disease. He had Charles's coronary artery disease. Michelle didn't have just any heart attack. She had Michelle's heart attack. At VCU Health Poly Heart Center, we know every heart is unique. And as Virginia's only nationally ranked heart program, we'll keep them beating healthy and strong. VCU Health Poly Heart Center. Learn more at vcuhealth.org slash heart.